Welcome to Counterspin's 4th of July election rigging special with the man of the hour, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. He's a patent recognition specialist. He also noted that 65 of the foreign countries participated in attacking seven key states and over 600 county polling locations, vetted and factual. He'll be on to talk about that shortly. Uh, not only was there international interference, and remember, New Zealand, you have been sold a bill of goods by mainstream media constantly that rigging didn't happen, that Joe Biden, the clueless twit, actually got elected. He did not. And there's the proof is there for all to see, but you unfortunately are uh, being uh, hemmed in and put through the lens of only the one source of truth, being Jacinda Ardern and her communist uh, compadre. Now, remember also that, like many of us, this man has had his uh, fair share of uh, critics and attack mongers, but that's usual when you're bringing the truth. So what we're going to do, before without further ado, I did have this long-winded introduction, but I tell you what, I'd rather get to the man straight away. So let's look at a clip that came out on a uh, film that came out on June, uh, July 20, June 26th, uh, called The Big Rig. Check this out. On April 24th, 2021, the Arizona State Senate started the official 2020 election forensic audit. This is not about right or left. This audit is about right and wrong. If the evidence comes forth and it's obvious in a, in a big way, then that would be, to me, the catalyst that could change a lot of things. I had a ringside seat to events from November 3rd, 2020, and feel a duty to tell the world what happened. My only interest is honestly conveying the truth for historical purpose. You're gonna have a situation, I suspect, that at 10 o'clock on election night, Trump is winning. Georgia looking for some of that Atlanta vote right now, that's too early to call. The person running a precinct is as powerful as the President of the United States on voting day. And he gets on the television, he says, thank you Americans for re-electing me. It's all over, have a good day. Frankly, we did win this election. The pipe has broken inside the arena. All the tabulation of those ballots has now stopped. What did they have to hide? But then the next day, all of those mail-in ballots start getting counted. They're mail-in ballots, provisional ballots, other ballots that still have to be counted. And it turns out that Biden has won those states. There's an information war. News stations, they just parrot the same thing over and over. You know, that's why they're called Mockingbird Media, right? He is president-elect Joseph Robinette Biden. You repeat a lie often enough until you don't need to repeat it anymore. At which point Trump says, see, I told you the whole thing was fraudulent. Totally rigged. Election. It's a rigged election. This is a rigged system. We all knew that politicians lie and they cheat and they steal. I don't think any of us knew how bad it really was. <laughs> you can't talk anymore about ideas. You get canceled. We want to make sure that only authentic ballots, original legal ballots, are being counted. As this is a revolution by the elites against the people. If my vote doesn't count, your vote doesn't count, you know, what are we doing? A mob, domestic terrorists, incited by the president, stormed the U.S. Capitol. Donald Trump appearing to be reveling in the spectacle. USA! USA! 
But I want you to know, it's not over, and we have not lost. There's still much more evidence that will come out. You couldn't make this stuff up. You couldn't. It's unbelievable. And actually, I think most people that come up with unbelievable things are crazy. Until you find out they're true. Welcome back to Colorsman's uh, 4th of July election rigging special. That was a clip from the deep rig. Deep state rig. And uh, joining me is my co-host, Damien Dement. Um, and of course, the man of the hour, Jovan Pulitzer. Welcome to the show, Jovan. Great to have you. Thanks for having me here, guys. It's always nice to be down there with you. It's interested uh, your co-host, Dement. Because we're going to be talking about some demented crap that went on here in the United States. So it'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I uh, certainly will. Awesome. So, um, first of all, I've I've been watching you since you were doing like um, the Senate hearings and your testimony you've been given. And your credentials are beyond reproach. But that still does not stop mainstream media in the U.S. And indeed, if you were here, they'd be doing it here too. Constantly attacking you for basically being right. How do you feel about that? There's two things you need to remember about the media. Number one, if you don't matter, well, then you don't matter. They don't just do stories or pieces, good, bad, or indifferent, on somebody who's not making a difference with something going on. So you have to understand media. They have to address it. Number two, they certainly can't endorse me because they're complicit with what's going on and and have to push the agenda of melting minds, not only in the United States, but globally. And so the reason they hatchet job me is because they know what I do is right over the target and what I'm doing makes a difference. So, so let me explain really how this works. Yes, please do. And think back to when you were a kid. And maybe you had brothers and sisters, and you're roughhousing, and you're running through the house, and you, of all people, knock over a vase that hits the floor. Mom comes in, and and the first thing you says is, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I didn't do it, right? And it's the guilt just pouring through. And so if you look, truly look, at the United States 2020 general election, we're talking not even hours when the election was over, the news broadcast for the first time in United States history started talking about how this was the most secure election ever in the history of the United States. Their act, well, was an act of guilt because they knew it would be found out quick and they had to start generating cover. Absolutely. Damien? Yeah, the idea that it was a secure election is hilarious. I have family who live in Maricopa County. I used to live in Maricopa County. And seeing pictures of predominantly Trump ballots being dumped in the desert and then also hearing about the shenanigans going on within the polling stations and and counting centers, it's a shocker. And um, with New Zealand being a population of just five and a half million people, it's around the si- same size as Phoenix. So it's really important that we kind of lay it out to New Zealanders who are not as familiar with the election ringing methods. So I was hoping I could ask you, uh, Joven, what are you seeing on the ground with regard to the uh, 
election audit and what are some of the, I guess, really important findings, just bullet points, because Kiwis don't believe this has happened. And we are the front runners on it, trying to show people this rigging did happen. Not only did that, but some of the same plays were used in New Zealand in October 2020. Absolutely. If you were here in the United States and you're watching all the data come out, you would see something very interesting. You would see that six states and six specific counties from those six states, although they were completely separated, many of them by a thousand plus miles, Mm. all had the same weird issues with their election and the votes didn't come out like our reports or television were showing. Number That's the main thing. Now, in those six states, what our news doesn't report to you is there's 55,000 legal, certified, notarized documents of affidavits from election workers from across and election observers that something was wrong and they listed it out. Now, all those six have the same about eight things that went wrong. And when you sign that document, you are held to account and you can go to prison for falsifying that document. Hmm. So you have to think, why would people do that? And the also the reason they don't uh, report on it is because it's bipartisan. It includes both Democrats and Republicans. But let me give you an example. You actually said it, that you watched your family in Maricopa County, Arizona. Most people think elections are about computers. It's easier to throw an election without the computer. So let me explain. How do you think in the United States that many people found trash bags of mail-in ballots where the person had got them, opened them up and voted, put them back in the secure envelope, sending them back to their post office to be counted. But yet there were bags found in back alleys, Mm. trash cans, and in the desert. Now, they had a few things in common. Number one, almost all, and I'm talking like 99.9% of thousands upon thousands of ballots that were found in that state, happened to be votes for Donald J. Trump. Now, here's the second factor you need to know about it. None of those ballots were opened. How did they know in a secure envelope? You see, it doesn't take sophisticated computing only to throw elections. Let me give you an example. We know everything in our lives is now statistical data thanks to Google and other uh, companies that collect our data, and we willingly give it for the services they provide. It's an ongoing joke in the United States of our post office that if you know the style of the return envelope, if you know where the secret coding in it is, where to look, you can actually tell if that envelope's coming from a Republican area or coming from a Democrat area. How did all these envelopes with votes for Donald J. Trump that came from Republican areas get found in the trash unopened? It's because we had bad postmen. So don't think it is only nefarious computer activities and throw your hands up and say, oh, I don't get it. Your country 
has uh, 1,300, it's either 1,300 or 1,800 polling stations. If you were to look at your country, like, say, Americopa mm -hmm. or something like that, understand if you are exact size of Maricopa, of, of Arizona, let's say, and you're looking at it eyeball to eyeball, and you're dealing with, we'll just call it for the sake of being easy, 2,000 voting locations. Mm -hmm. Here's what this means. It means that in each of those locations as an average, standing there all day long, either tabulating ballots like your country does by hand, or scanning them in like our country does, do you think you could get one fake or bad ballot in in the course of 10 hours? Do you think a few people could get three or four of those in the system? And the answer is, it's very easy to do. Absolutely. There are more ways to do this that's not only about computing. The one thing we noticed with the New Zealand election, we tried to um, prevent the ballots from being um, destroyed. Here we keep them... Um, uh, for six months only, and then the clerk of the house in Parliament destroys them. We tried to have that stop because we did an initial canvassing. In the South Island, it's a lot of farmers and rural areas, and there's no way, once the current government, who was the previous government, came out and said that farming is a way of the past, and basically they were going to eviscerate them, um, that they would then turn around and say, hey, that's a great idea. We're all going to, on vote, on mass, vote for them, uh, and, right. our and therefore our demise. Um, we right. did initial canvassing to one particular candidate who we found at least 500 people voted for him personally, um, but the official record show only 120. So that on its own was, was evidence enough to at least have a look at it. No way were they going to allow those ballots to not be destroyed. So we also know, because there's no chain of custody for our, for our ballots here. I mean, people go in, the early voting was pushed for a long time. Um, Everyone voted, they took them in, and then what happens is they get their little tallies, they phone them in, those people then take them, and they enter them into a computer, and then they go off to a central tabulation. So at any one of those steps, like you said, very easy to just slip stuff in, mm. add a few more, subtract a few more, and um, we personally believe, like the US election, our election was well and truly rigged. There's no way it couldn't have been, because no way in hell with this government's previous performance of delivering zero of what they actually promised in the in the you know the fraudulent way everyone does you know they tell you how much you need them you think oh yeah we'll vote them in and they do nothing for you they wait till the next election three months before they're telling you how much you need them again um, but we we are absolutely convinced that we have an illegitimate government here like you do there. Um, we also, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, Damien, do we have the same type of um, systems, uh, companies that are, we're no, running out? It, it's not the same, uh, not the same system as Dominion Software, but the centralized company known as Catalyst IT in New Zealand uh, is is the centralized uh, tabulation provider. So again, it's, it's everyone's votes get funneled into the hands of fewer and fewer people and all yeah. of a sudden the it's it's a very different result um so on, that's what i see and um i know that joven you appreciate that in the united states that you guys were our days maybe just a few short weeks from this becoming very widespread and no longer just something to be fodder or kicked around so if we had clear rigging 
how does this attack on our democracy get handled from here? I mean, yeah. Clearly, the U.S. administration is illegitimate, and they're responsible for this uh, this crime. It is treason. So what's next? Let's Let's kind of first break this down. People, you said it, politician lies to us. Absolutely. A certain amount of the public will believe it, and they'll cast their vote. Mm. Now, let's just take that for granted. They'll fill you full of poppycock, and you buy it. Now, you said it yourself. Our government told our farmers and farming community that we're going to make sure you can no longer live. We're going to make sure you can no longer farm. We're going to make sure your way of life goes away. Now, it would take a pretty stupid, blithering idiot to say, my government's going to kill my way of life. Okay, <laughs> let me vote for it. That's just common sense. Exactly. So the first red flag there is people do not vote against their common sense. They how politicians get in. They lie to you, and then they don't deliver. In your case, they told you what was coming and they were going to do, and all of a sudden you have this landslide out there of the farmers, but yet you discover a discrepancy? That's because there is a discrepancy. I'm amazed that people want to stick their head in the sand or the mud when it comes to elections, and I don't want to hear it. Why do people do that? You listen with your own ears. Do you think people that live close to the land are farmers are stupid? Hell no. They're probably some of the roughest, toughest people you could ever imagine. Some good ones and here. they don't take any bullshit. Yeah. So do you think when the government says, we're going to end your way of life, they voted for it? <laughs> no, they didn't. Now, you may not have voting machines like we have. And you may say, we're super safe because we count the vote. But let me put two things in there. Your country has what's called an EMS, an election management system. By the way, all of our machines in the United States of America, what do they have in common? An election management system yeah. with somebody in between. Now, the difference is, let's think about all the people in your community. Let's just break this down. Are there people you wouldn't trust as far as you could throw them? 100%. That's because there's people involved, and that's human will. That's yep. free will. There are bad people and good people. Yep. So all of it a sudden, to think that there's not bad people involved in that process, you were just given numbers, folks. Wake up. They did a canvas, 500 people in one area. But when the votes got up, it was like 118 or whatever the number you said. You know what the difference is? People in between. Mm -hmm. Now, what I hear is you have this person in between this person. Now, this person could be good. What about the next person in the region that's compiling them? Mm -hmm. yeah. What if they're not good? What if they're like me and have a hearing problem, right? What if they're nefarious, yeah. but they report up to here? Well, then you have another ton of human interference goes to <coughs> another central system. What if the central system the EMS, right, the election management system, why do you need a computer involved? Well, you don't. If you count it manually, why is there a computer? Did you forget how to count in really big numbers? Not at all. Very easy to do. So why is a system in place? Because then they can put it into the system and say this is official. Then you have to ask yourself, think about this. 
anywhere in the world, I could guarantee you, if we were to find actual ballots of Abraham Lincoln, let's say we found real ballots from American voters that voted for Abraham Lincoln, and we found a treasure trove of those, you know what those would be? Incredibly priceless historical documents that countries around the world and people and collectors would be clamoring to get one. Absolutely. My point is, a ballot is a historical <laughs> document. Now, in America, we figured out we had a problem with our ballots, and that's why I'm getting so much hate, because I don't care about the machines. I care about the ballot. Mm. Put it in United States term, our country was founded on an incredible document. It's called the Declaration of Independence. Tomorrow is our anniversary of our Declaration of Independence. And we're already there. That set us in motion. I will be damned if I'm going to let one single paper, as simple as a ballot, mm. undo our nation. However, as soon as our system got in, found out that a new way to actually count and verify these ballots were real, they went back, changed the law that was pending, and now they're trying to do away with all paper ballots. So now I'm going to relate it to you. If there's no paper, folks, there's no trail. If there's no trail, you can't catch it when it's done. So in our country, we're supposed to keep those ballots sacred and open for inspection for 22 months. But here in this election, we're having to sue to get to see them, even though it's our legal right. We're having to sue, sue, sue to see them because they don't want to turn them over. Your country destroyed those? Well, that's how you destroy evidence. True. I watched one of your um, <clears throat> commentaries about how you were talking. You could easily tell a printed, pre-printed ballot. Excuse me, our camera keeps changing. There's no lights on ours. They just point to me. Um, you, you can tell pre-printed ballots from actual ballots. You can tell if they were machine folded or if they were folded like, by normal people and put in an envelope. Uh, is that right? Well, let's just use a little bit of common sense. Your country faced the same thing. In our country with voting machines where you go in person, some of these places, they'll give you a blank ballot. You insert it in the machine like a dollar bill changer. It holds it. You cast your vote, and then it prints the ovals in the oval spot you wanted to put them. It asks you, is this correct? And then it prints it out. Now, why does it do that? Is it because Americans are so stupid they can't fill out a little bitty oval? No. The reason they do that in some of those areas is because if you print the ballot with an oval on it, then any ballot that is pre-printed with the oval filled in can be run through the system. Mm -hmm. It's one of the rigs. Now, let's think about all this mass mail-in that all of us did. Your country did almost two million ballots. Two million. Yeah. Okay. All of it under the cover of this COVID pandemic yeah. that now tremendous information is coming out that it's highly questionable. Mm. But your country did 2 million out of 5 million people. What's most important, that's almost twice that has ever been done in the history of your great nation. Twice. Now, here's an interesting fact. If they went through the post, they would have been folded. If they came back and forth, that fold would have been opened and closed and opened and closed and come back through. Mm. 
But nobody should be sending in a ballot that has a machine-printed oval in it. Do you have a special machine at home to print in your oval and send it in? Well, in the United States, we had a problem. We started seeing all of these ballots that were supposedly mail-in ballots absolutely flat. (laughs) How in the hell do you mail it flat? When the thing is actually nine and a half inches by 17 inches long. You can't mail it flat. You mail it in the trucks. (laughs) That's right. It wasn't mailed. And that's part of the rook. And so you have to look at all of these things. Here's the rule of thumb. Don't believe a single word out of their mouth. Inspect everything you expect. And that's exactly what we want to do here in New Zealand, but this government is working really hard at the moment to uh, implement hate speech. Now, within that hate speech legislation, that what's been included in there is political status. So making it illegal, dangerous, potentially criminal to criticize the government or its supporters. Now, they've done this off the back of some research that was done by an American woman. I think it's a woman. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, its I name would deb- is... I would, I would debate you on that one. Yeah, you know who uh, I'm talking about, too. So absolutely. Eb- Emmy Bavensi is an American who, who now lives in New Zealand, who's been employed by a non-governmental organization with funding from the New Zealand government to basically eavesdrop on everything in social media in New Zealand and while she's sucking up a huge amount of information indiscriminately she is only then reporting on that information in the smallest, narrowest uh, band of detail she wants to make sure that whatever she's presenting is not driven by fact but instead driven by radical empathy and emotion. It's crazy her title is data journalist, yet when you look at her writings and what she thinks and believes in, it's very much uh, motion. It's all about feelings, hurty feelings. And you can't run a democracy on the gray area of feelings. You just run it on the black and white of law and order. And she's an anarchist. She admits to these things. And the crazy thing is her whole focus in New Zealand is to silence the 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 faction, I call us the faction of people who want rational supremacy. We don't want um, crazy people with a very slanted life experiences coming in and tarring and feathering us for simply existing as God intended. Um, and that's where New Zealand has, has gone so tolerant of what would be considered fringe and scary that now people like Kelvin and myself and others, we're considered fringe. And um, it's, a, it's a crazy dichotomy. We have to overcome it, and it's about presenting people facts. Well, Here let's look you- at common sense, right? Common sense. This person you're talking about, in my book, is an extremist. In their book, they won't say anything about this person being an extremist because she happens to either be trans of some sort. I know she's I know she's maybe transgender, maybe a woman go to a man and I know uh, because she identifies as a man and I know she's uh, trans intellectual trans important meaning she identifies that she's an intellectual because she's not and she identifies she's important because she's not. but mm. hey, if she feels like it today, more power to her. You have to understand how this works in the United States to understand what she's bringing to your country. Yeah, in the absolutely. United States of America, for Twitter, 
Facebook, and all the same devices you use, here's how it works. Twitter sits with an AI program, artificial intelligence, and it watches traffic of what people are talking about. Does it watch everybody in the country? No. In the United States of America, it watches what conservatives like myself talk about. As soon as that story starts to take hold and take off, what they do is it triggers a, an AI event that tells a computer, uh-oh, this is a thought we don't want, a conservative thought. And what that computer does is writes a very short paragraph that this is possibly false information. Mm -hmm. The computer then publishes it to a website. That website, you can look at yourself, folks, is called Lead Stories with an S, leadstories.com. As soon as it publishes to leadstories.com, now, quote unquote, it's considered a journalist's view. Leadstories.com then generates email and text to journalists across our great nation, says we've published the story. Those journalists go, oh, look, I read this story. That's not, that's fact-checked. That's bad. Mm. They write a real story uh, saying it's <clears> bad. <throat> quoting the website, which is actually an artificial engine, which is a one-man company, two uh, contractors with them, 100% funded by Facebook, and that's what goes on with fact-checking. So what this woman or man or... Enemy. I really don't... Enemy, buddy. Trans, trans, trans nice person, trans smart person. Trans or, bloody idiot. Yes. Anyway... Uh, wants to do is she, she or it shit wants to bring it to you okay and enforce it in your country are you willing to have some computer programmer who doesn't think like you has never got their hands dirty and worked legitly in a day toiling the soil taking care of family they don't want to have a family now they're terrified of it sitting back saying oh that's hate speech these are extremes writes it into a program to have an AI post it to a computer where all your media mimics it so they can mush the brains of your fellow countrymen and women, yep. that is what that woman is bringing to your country. And they've pretty much done that. There's a lot of people in this country who are so far gone down the... Yeah, it truly is. truly is. You're absolutely right, Joven, when you describe that, the way you describe what she does. She is one part of the apparatus. She gives a lot of the detail, the manipulated, deceptive detail to university think tanks here in New Zealand. We don't have think tanks, traditionally speaking, like they do in the U.S., so instead it's consolidated with um, the universities, predominantly funded by the government, infiltrated by the CCP, and these people work hand-in-hand -hand with each other and the, go and the government media. Again, it, we are just like a Caucasian North Korea. That's all we're becoming. And it's, well, you uh, have to think about it. Socialism, right? That's how they're doing this down. Yep. yep. So you have to understand. You just—it's it's a matter of words. They're not think tanks anymore. They're socialist think tanks. So they're stink tanks. You yeah. just got to really keep it into perspective, right? They're selling stinking crap to the rest of the exactly world. Exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and their projection is is flawless. I—you have to be a special bit of psycho 
to hold on to the way they they approach us, the way they project their hate onto us, and they manage to keep a straight face. It's nuts. Well, let me let me tell you how it happened to me here in the United States. Um, every countryman in your country that has a mobile phone uses my technology. I'm one of the very few people in the world that my patent portfolio exists on every single mobile device in the world. Android can't say that. Apple can't say that. Those are completely competing platforms. And the reason you can take your mobile phone and basically look at any barcode, Q code, QR code, boom, and the, look at it with your camera, boom, and it pops up stuff, that's me. The reason your phone, you never have to hook it to the computer to update anymore, and it's auto-updating, meaning no disk, no drives, no connection, is auto, that's my patent. And so what you have here is I intimately understand how this game is played. So a little bit about me, it's going to sound really weird on two levels. It's going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn. I'm just giving you a perspective. The second part of it, you're going to hit a lot of technical stuff from me, and you're going to have to get over this. And what I mean by this is you must understand I'm a nerd hiding out in a biker's body. That's why it's going to be a little bit of a disconnect with you, (laughs) because it doesn't look like I want to do customer service. It looks like I want to it looks like I want to just kick your ass, but that's the face <laughs> God gave me, okay? So you just have to accept that, right? I'm the typical alpha man's man. I accept it, right? I can't make my face any smaller feminine than what it is, and I have a lot of damn forehead. But let's kind of wade on through this. So I kind of <laughs> understand. That's man's juice. <laughs> I kind of understand truly how this stuff's worked. But let me tell you about me. I am a first-generation German-American Jew. I come from where part of my family had to flee Nazi Germany, where everybody didn't make it out because of this stuff happened then. Mm. Now, the last time one nation's government, like ours right now, is censoring data and beginning to say that this is hate speech was in 1933 when Hitler took over. When Hitler took over in 1933, there were 4,700 newspapers in Germany that wasn't Nazi Germany yet. And you were trying to think, how in the hell did he get into power? They didn't even have the majority. Well, he got the majority. Once they took over, within months, those newspapers dwindled down to 1,000. They had to control almost all of the media, and they were able to push their country into a one-government system, which led to a dictatorship. That is how this stuff begins. Here in the States, so if you just look at my background, I have patents in all 189 countries around the globe. Most people in their lifetime are lucky if if they do patents, maybe two, maybe three or four. I do 100 a year. Next, you're lucky, the way they rate patents is how citations, that means other companies have to work with you to use your technology, so they have to write around it so they don't get in trouble. A normal citation might be 1.2. That's what's called a citation. That's why I said it's going to be geeky. My patents are 4,000 
997 times over the global average for citations. I have, you're talking to a guy, I'm, I'm such an overachiever. I've written over 300 history books. I'll stop there. Now, because I built a very large company, had great technology success, and had been success previous to my technology career, I have the great fortune of being able to do what I want to do in life. After 9-11 in the United States, uh, my large company at the time went down. Uh, 2,000 people, I had to lay them off. It was part of the dot-com bubble. But when 9-11 happened, you couldn't you know, keep your company going. And we certainly didn't uh, make our public offering we were supposed to make. We were one of the very first companies to achieve a billion-dollar valuation. And we weren't even public. But I lost a lot of people in my bankers in Tower 2. My office, actually, uh, my, my second main office was in New York City. I took time off because when you go through something like that, you try to figure out why does God elevate you to such an incredible level with technology, gifts, and skills, only to have it all vaporized in towers like that. So it made a very sobering experience for me. So what I did is I went back to my family's mining business. And so I understand a tremendous amount about mining diamonds, sapphire, platinums, gold, etc. But then again, I'm a thinker. And so I started looking in the old archives. And you know, when the Spanish were trailing around the globe, taking gold from countries, if they couldn't find $200 worth of gold and a rock about the size of your chair seat, an ottoman, they didn't even mess with it. They just didn't want to mess with it. And the reason they didn't want to mess with it, it wasn't worth their time. Mm. Gold was only about $5 an ounce. Mm. And I go, ding, 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 ding. Well, hell, if they wouldn't mess with it at $5 and, and gold is now $2,000, I'm going, holy smoke, I want to find those rocks. Mm. They passed up, right? Absolutely. I'm going, that's a so what do the Spanish do? The Spanish keep impeccable records, impeccable records in Seville. So you go to Seville, you get a translator. I find all this stuff. I realize, hey, we now have Google Maps. So I can understand where they were. I could triangulate it. And I went out and started finding these things. And so that's what I did uh, almost for about 15 years while I was raising a young son. Uh, because when my big company went down, my arm candy wife went away and I had a two-year-old son and thank God best thing ever happened to me and I raised him. So yes. what I did is I built an incredible exploration team that we would go around all around the United States because there's about 14 trillion with a T dollars of uh, lost Spanish gold out there that never got back to Spain. And so in doing this, I became very proficient about it, wrote all these history books about it. A television network calls me in Curse of Oak Island, which actually runs down there on the History Channel, came in, helped them do that series, turned it, helped turn it into the number one series in the United States. Now, in that show, an editor made an edit of me talking about the Ark of the Covenant. It was a conversation about biblical Egypt that appeared in a promo. Now, let's just put a pin in it right there. Mm -hmm. The reason I can treasure hunt is because I don't answer to anyone. I don't punch a clock. Mm -hmm. After, after... I went to the Georgia Senate and I exposed the problem with ballots, that there were two different ballots, one for Republicans, one for Democrats. The one for Republicans would fail to count. The ones for Democrats, just all kinds of bad news. I'm testifying about it. 
open gasp, it's broadcast all around the world. Well, during that testimony of other people's testimony, one of my great people on the outsides at a voting location pings me and goes, I'm in the poll pad, meaning the little device where they sign you in. And he goes, I can see everything. I can see the data in and out. Well, what you have to understand is that little device, that little poll pad, an iPad, they just call it a poll pad. We all know iPads are computers. Well, in Georgia, they're all connected, 6,996 of them. That's called a mesh network. You don't have to understand a lot about computing, but you've probably all seen the video online where a guy takes little bitty cheap drones that we get here in the United States at Walmart, yeah. connects 2,000s of them together, ties them, lashes them together, and they pick up a big rig and they fly it down the highway. Well, that's called mesh computing. It means you take one little gap. If you can connect them all, you got a big supercomputer. I exposed that. All of a sudden, these officials started freaking out. The Secretary of State, who is a Republican, supposed to be a conservative, who is but on the line for letting this happen in Georgia, hours after my testimony, they had an article on their state website, a government website, defining me as a failed inventor and a failed treasure hunter yeah. who was looking for the Ark of the Covenant. That's yeah, all they said difficult. and did it. And what happens is when they bash me with that, they post it. And now every media outlet, when they want to bash me, they'll say crap, regurgitate it, point back to that article. Yeah. That's how the they give things. themselves cover. That's what's going on there. We get the exact same thing. Right. Um, <laughs> we both get him. Character by, assassination yeah. is yeah. Uh, served up often around here. Um, it's uh, There's no dessert. It's just a buffet. Well, the United States, they'll attack me. And I say, guys, I understand you attack me because I'm good. But as long as you don't disclose that Richard Gere is my friend and I lent him my gerbil, we're okay. <laughs> that's actually quite good. Now, in terms of election rigging, um, because that's why we wanted you on, quite frankly. Uh, this camera? Okay. This is why we wanted you on, because we knew your credentials were unsurpassed i mean you are a man who knows systems patent recognition you've you know how software works everything interconnects so it was um quite fitting that in order to um bring the new zealand public actually into the modern day thought um you'd be able to break down everything for us now some would say and they will say until you dispel it right now that it would take too many people to rig the election and therefore it's impossible what do you have to say about that okay uh can i tell you in the form of a story yeah absolutely sure. i have in my family i have two older sisters now older sisters are great when you like a girl and your sisters can invite her over but they're crap when it comes to getting in trouble with your folks now <laughs> yeah. i all of us grew up with a horrible stepmother. I don't need to tell you that story, but, you know, just think, you know, the horrible of horrible stepmothers. And my stepmother in the refrigerator would have a stash of sodas. We weren't allowed to have any. OK. And she would have a stash of cookies. We weren't allowed to have any. And she had uh, blocks of cheese that were in wax. So think of a Colby cheese or Longhorn cheese, kind of in a tube, and it's got wax around it. You've nice. probably seen it, right? <clears throat> now, the moment she'd come home from the grocery store is, and I'd wait for her to go to sleep, 
and wait for her to cut off some of that cheese because I'm a cheese whore. Look at me, okay? But <laughs> she would cut off that end. See, you can't take it if the end's still there because then she'd see right away, right? The wax is cut. So as soon as she would cut that cheese off, I'd sneak in at night and I'd sneak into the fridge and I'd take a soda and I'd take a few cookies. She'll never miss them. And I'd cut off some cheese, call it about as thick as my finger, and I'd go to my room and I'd have a fucking feast thinking I was great. Sorry. So, no, we, <laughs> we, we were uncensored. Here you go for it. Right. And by God, she always knew. I can't tell you how many times I had to go pick a switch. And you don't dare. It's like the Eddie Murphy joke. You don't dare come back with a wimpy switch or it's going to be a bigger one. Yeah. That I got my legs and my high tanned with a switch for stealing her crap. I could never figure out how in the hell did she know? Because she'd have cases of sodas. Now, it wasn't until I was in my early 30s that I found out how she found out. Each of my sisters were doing it, too. <laughs> oh, man. So, in my family, if you tattled on the other, you'd get in trouble for it, too. And you certainly don't tell a sibling you did something bad because they'll bust you out to get a pat on the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all of us were sneaking drinks. All of us were sneaking cheese. All of us were sneaking cookies. But when we got busted, they pointed to me, and it was two against one, and I got my ass whipped. Now, the moral of the story is crooks don't tell other people. It's not how it goes. And so this election rigging is not some big, bad, horrible cabal of Dr. Evil for a billion dollars going to take over your country. Here's what it is. It's blue-haired Mabel running the election center that knows she and the voting machine can stick in a blank ballot. Blank! No votes on it. And the machine doesn't put it back out. It just sets it in a digital folder inside where somebody can come back later and it has a date and timestamp that's right. And they can look up who voted, who didn't, and stick a real voter on it. That's how bad our system is. Yeah. And so you have to understand, <clears throat> when you mail to people and our media has spent spent four years telling you Donald Trump, Cheeto man, orange hair was bad evil, Satanist, Nazi, telling you that, but all of a sudden you get five ballots in the mail, mm. and it's your name five different ways, or it's yeah. people that haven't lived there in 10 years because they did all these mailing. Well, what happens if you really think Donald Trump's a bad guy? Yeah. Well, shit's going to vote that ballot. Well, it didn't take a lot of people to vote those ballots in Georgia to make a difference. It took less than 10,000. Same in Arizona. Less than 10,000 in states of millions, states, not countries, states of millions. Do you think there's five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand 10,000 people or even 5,000 that got three ballots and would vote them all because they think they have an edge? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It doesn't take a grand cabal to do. It just takes rotten people. Exactly. And you were talking about vote insertion at a later date. Like you say, if people haven't voted, they can just throw them in there. In fact, Joe Biden was so popular, dead people were resurrecting themselves to vote, weren't they? I take offense to that. Are you a bigot? You 
<laughs> I'm telling you, I, I draw the line when people come out against the trans living. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my dude, God. The communist the courses. Living. Are you one of those communist biggest, courses? Oh, I must that, that's, that's, a bit, that's definitely over the line. People that are dead, that identify as living, are not really living people. Don't you know guys can have periods, you bigot? And chest feed. Don't forget chest yeah. feeding. I think the day after the New Zealand election or, or something to that effect, it was, sorry, it was about two days after the New Zealand election, uh, an article came out that 48 people in New Zealand voted twice. And uh, I myself said uh, in, in a post on Twitter, I said to the Electoral Commission, you know, 48 people appear to have voted uh, twice and New Zealanders would like to be able to understand the processes within our election. Can you please uh, explain how to uh, how do we get involved in an audit process? And they responded back with, no. That was it. Just was it. in other There was no, no. long-winded nothing. Yes. And so well, I understand here's what it is. Like, here's the – first off, you have to understand elections are rigged. Audits are rigged. Laws are rigged. Okay? Let's just take in the United States. You would have to bring your election suit within three to five days after the election. Mm -hmm. They were still counting for 15 days for the first time in history. Nobody could go file anything because we're locked down in COVID, but they're still going to make that law stick. Think about that. Next, remember, that's why they have to get rid of the ballots. Here's what they do is, we did an audit. What do they audit? We looked at the numbers that Japo wrote down and reported to us. We re-added them again, and damn, they added up to the same thing. They never go back and look at how did it get to Jacko the wacko to change it and go downstream. That's why they ditched the ballot. That's not an audit. That's a fraud it. That's why you got to look at the actual ballot, period. Yeah, and that's why they got rid of it, like you said. So in terms of what's happening to the U.S. now, we have said it like you from day one. That thing was rigged without a doubt, just like ours was. What do you see coming up over the next days, weeks, months? Do you believe Trump is coming back this time or will he have to wait to 2024? As I tell everybody in the United States, I stay within my lane and that's the paper ballots. And here's what you need to understand. Right now for me and what I'm doing, this we just wrapped up in Arizona are wrapping up yeah. the largest re-audit of a presidential vote and a general election ever in the history ever of the United States. Okay. And to tell you how monumental this is in Maricopa County, where we recounted by hand, physically inspected over 2.1 million ballots to put that into context in our state of Wisconsin, mm. they had, they have, they had 5 million 567,000 ballots cast. Now, Wisconsin, in the normal audit system, made an announcement. They did the most sophisticated audit they've ever done in the history of Wisconsin, from top to bottom. Out of our 5,567,000 votes, we recounted 18,000. <laughs> wow. Like, how stupid, how stupid is that, right? So Very you have thorough, to right? understand it's all rigged. And when they tell you no, you know what they're saying? Here's what they're saying. When you called, we want to look at it. We want to look at these ballots and say no. Here's what they're really saying. If you find out what I did, I'm going to jail. Screw yeah. you, buddy. Click. Exactly. Of yeah. course they're going to say no. And it is like, like Here's the- what's going on. In the United States, you got all this bad stuff. Nobody's looking at it. Nobody's dealing at it. You'll understand this analogy. In the United States, we're fighting so hard to audit these ballots and look at them. 
Right now, what's going on, it would be akin to being like 1968. And just think of Charlie Manson and the Manson family, right? Charlie Manson and the Manson family did some horrible helter-skelter things in the United States. Yeah. Mm. But now imagine this twist. That go ahead, and we know Charlie did it, and they arrest him. But they say, Charlie, you get to choose the jury and the judge, and then decide what the rules are. Let's deal with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Full gun conclusion, isn't it? Absolutely. Right. Right. That's what's going on here in the United States of America. I think that what you, what we'll find out in New Zealand is, is that New Zealanders are not like Americans. They don't have the innate um, built-in um, patriot fighting attitude. New yeah, Zealanders have very much an island um, kind of island time attitude, much like Hawaiians. And New Zealanders for a long time have, have been looking – at the mainstream media only because they have some legitimacy because they've been around a long time, not because of the content they produce is actually objective. Because the content is crap. It's crap. And so, well, look, Mal, Mal ruled for 70 years. Did that give him credibility? No. Yeah. Exactly right. So, and that's where in New Zealand right now, we have a lot of Kiwis who look to the United States and are looking for guidance on what we may expect to see in terms of uh, the tone that you're hearing in the, in the United States with people who are excited about the disclosures that will come out around this rigging and, and create that widespread awareness because until we reach that critical mass point where just interaction between ourselves yeah. will carry the, 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 the truth forward, New Zealanders really need this because we are truly isolated down here in the South Pacific. We're reliant on the BBC and the mainstream and AP out of the United States and the, the government provided media here are, are truly a problem. They're not journalists they're activists they're info terrorists yeah it's uh you, let's just look at some words again for those of you watching me in new zealand i want to point a few things out to you number one your country and my country should be about free speech Absolutely. but how did they combat free speech they created a new term called hate speech yeah and they took what was free and innocent and did a little classification, oh, that's hate, so they can shut down free speech. <laughs> Next, every country in the world that has ever been taken over by a nefarious government dictator or other country, the very first thing they do is take over all the media and make the media toe the party line. You have to understand the war of the future is fought in the space between your ears. Mm. It's called your brain. Exactly you are right. one you are one half inch away from the fulcrum point of this war. And it's the half inch between right there and your brain. And that's what they're fighting for is your brain. Now, also think about America. They didn't have fact checkers until all of a sudden one man came in, Donald J. Trump, and the truth started getting out. Yeah. Here's what most people in New Zealand don't know, and this may frame it up for you as we wrap up. Number one, Donald Trump, if you ever watched this rally, he said, you see those guys back there? That's fake news, fake news, fake news. You heard him say it. Yep. Now, was he making fun of them? No. He was doing one thing. 
And the one thing he was doing is putting those two words, fake news, in your brain. And he just needed to tie it to the media. That's it, which he did. Because now when we say fake news, everybody knows it's media. Now here's the rest of the story you don't know. In our country, before, if the media made up lies, or if the media misreported a story, bent the facts, made somebody look like a criminal and they weren't, the media was culpable, they could be fined and they could go to prison. In 2012, you can look it up yourself, in the United States of America, under the Obama administration, they did a thing called the Smith-Munt, M-U-N-D-T, the Smith-Munt Act. And what then President Obama did was he made it legal for the United States government to tell the media what to run, how to say it, to even plant false stories, fake news, and allow them to run it, let them off the hook for being uh, liable by law, and our government, which it did, could pay them to run it. It approved propaganda. It undid our entire news work here. Smith, Smith S-M-I-T-H, 48 years? Absolutely. And they changed it. They changed every single rule in it and made what it was designed to protect actually now made it authorized to be a propaganda organ. So this is and so what President Trump basically another extension of Operation Mockingbird. There you go. Yep, just and so the, President the, Trump the legalization was telling of news, propaganda against domestic Which citizens. is exactly what Jacinda Ardern and this Labour government has done, which they basically bought and paid for. We've got journalistic whores running around now, and they're not reporting anything. They're not no, investigating no. anything. They you, have trans re- you have trans reporters <laughs> and trans journalists. <laughs> yeah. They just they're, they're identify as reporters and identify as journalists. Please give them the respect. We have of trans. Oh, call them journalistic whores, though. They can be trans. And we have trans athletes too. We have trans Olympians. Yeah. Don't you forget? That's it. right. It's cooler to be trans I than it is to be a whore. Toilet situation must. I'll be never really be cool then because I, I. I'm going to admit that I have a dick. Just oh, well, no, I look. They said no baby. Number one, the very first thing I will admit, I'm a whore. And I have to say that, but you have to understand context. A long time ago when I was young, I heard what you constantly think about, what you constantly obsess about, what you constantly feed into your brain you'll ultimately become. And I can remember in the sixth grade grade going, oh, my God, I'm going to turn into a woman. So I admit (laughs) I'm a whore. (laughs) Awesome. Well, it's just like like us blokes being undercover lesbians trapped in a man's body. Hey, I sleep with chicks. It's cool. There you go. You're a lesbian. Well, uh, well, you can be a trans les. Joe Van Pulitzer, thank you very much for joining us. You've been a great guest. You're Extremely in, uh, informative. And uh, we will take, uh, we'll watch the United States closely, and hopefully we can glean some some insights into what we can expect here in little old New Zealand as we start breaking down the bullshit. But before you go... I'd- One quick thing. Yeah. What's, what's worse? Trusting your gut and doing your own research... Or taking the government's word for it. Taking the government's word for Who's it. Who's the fool? That's right? the worst. Come on. Think about that. Yeah. And what, before you go, can you tell everyone uh, how to get hold of you and follow you? Because I know you're on Telegram, because we've got you on Telegram as well. And uh, where else can people find you that are real? Because we're getting fake <laughs> accounts created of us all over the place. So, 
So I, I tend to be very active in my social media. If y'all follow me, you know it. I think it's our responsibility. If people are following, you got to talk to them, not just let people congregate. You'll find me on Facebook at Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. That's Jovan, J-O-V-A-N, like the bad 70s cologne. <laughs> Hutton, like E.F. Hutton. You should listen yeah. to it. And Pulitzer, like the prize. But I'm not. I'm more like the free parting gift if you hurry up and order now. So Jovan <laughs> Hutton Pulitzer, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, uh, MeWe, Gab, uh, cheerleadergoogle.com. You're um, a whole spectrum no, social media guy, huh? Whole <laughs> spectrum. Are you, uh... I, I try to stay on them all because you know what? People are saying in America, get off Facebook and get off Twitter. Uh-uh. I don't want to talk in a vacuum. There are yeah. people out there that need their souls and their future and their kids and their grandkids say. But how many trans trans so platforms I, are you on? Huh? How many trans platforms are you on? Uh I'm only on the trans multi-billionaire platform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the trans dollar one. I'm just the trans, trans dollar. Let's see, trans hung like an Italian stallion platform. <laughs> Um, you know, all the typical things I want to fake. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's not how you fake it. It's the intent. Remember, yeah. it's the intent. Uh, I'm intended to come with the news, facts and evidence. That's Excellent. all we deliver here. And that's what we got you on. Well, thank happy 4th of July to you. We, we thank, thank you, you for coming on board and being so helpful and, and generous with your time. Uh, go ahead and keep fighting the commies. You're doing a great job and uh, you're an inspiration to us and, Hopefully you can talk again soon, Joven. Thank you, guys. People in New Zealand, don't listen to the media. The media has no vested interest in you. If you ever watched the movie The Matrix where Neo finds out you're a battery unit, we're all battery units. That's the reality. Yeah. They need you to keep the system going. They need you to be complacent. But the bottom line you got to ask yourself is when you look around the world and we've got 67 freaking genders and what used to be right has become wrong and what was wrong has now become right. Absolutely. you got to know something's wrong. Pay attention. It is time to understand something is going on in a big way. And if you love your life and you love your kids and your grandchildren, you've got to wake up and you've got to start digging for the truth and open your eyes. Amen. You are the man. Thank, Thank you, you very much. And we will hopefully catch you again uh, when we get some more big news out of there, no doubt, with you in the front. Good luck, folks. Take yeah. care. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. Well, that, well, that was, was excellent. That, that was, was really awesome. That was fantastic. Now, hopefully the people watching this will have now had a good insight into how things are really done. And uh, there's a guy you can't really argue with. I mean, no, absolutely not. He knows what he's talking about. And what's does. good about that, and that was the first half of this Counterspin episode. In the second half of this, we're going to dive into a deeper look at the New Zealand um, elections. The not, misinformation. The misinformation and the people who are trying to stop us from questioning the results of the New Zealand election, so much so that they're trying to include it as part of hate speech. Yeah. So we'll come back um, and we'll show that to you in just a few minutes, guys. Back in a tick. Everything's just beginning, but the games you want.
seen it's all started Everything's begun And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP The evil CCP.